things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, um, this is a podcast for imperfect people, and uh, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What's up, fam? Welcome to I Crying Corners. We are in episode eight, and today we are talking about vision. Technically, I think we're in like 58 or something like that, but season six, episode eight. Uh, last week, we talked about dreams. Uh, we, have, we are eight episodes in on talking about how to thrive in uh, Babylon, in difficult seasons and difficult circumstances. And so far, I've talked about um, we thrive in Babylon being determined. We thrive in Babylon, um, oh gosh, being faithful and set apart and having an even-if attitude, living victoriously, being a dreamer. Um, I think that's all of them. I think. I don't know. What did I say? Yeah, determined, faithful, even if. Oh, remembering. Um, and um, today we're going to talk about uh, you thrive in Babylon by being a visionary. Okay. Now, last week I said that uh, dreams, like God gives you dreams uh, so that you can see like where he wants to take you. He gives you these dreams. They birth hope. They're awesome, right? But vision is how you're going to actually get there. Okay. So, but before I jump in today and I start talking about vision, I love talking about being a visionary and vision and stuff. I just want to say thank you. This has been, um, hands down the most successful podcast season I've ever had. Um, from all of you people watching you people, that didn't sound nice from all of you, super awesome people (laughs) watching on YouTube that have, uh, we launched the YouTube this, uh, season. And so, Thank you so much for everyone that's uh, using that platform, but also everyone that's watching and listening on Spotify and iTunes. You guys have blown um, this podcast out of the water, and I'm so humbled to be able to love on you and talk with you and chat with you and the fact that you have made I Crying Corners um, part of your world and that you're allowing me to be a light in your life to speak into your life. I do not take it for granted. I feel the weight of it every week uh, that you guys let me speak into your life. And so I just wanted to take a minute and say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for um, allowing the things that I've walked through and the things that I'm currently walking through to be an encouragement to you. My prayer is that it's an encouragement to you. And just know that I'm praying for you, that I'm thinking about you guys all week long. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, I have a quick favor too before I jump in and ask. I haven't asked this all season, um, but I'm going to ask it now. Is there any way, if you're listening and you've never left a review, that you would go to iTunes or Spotify or the YouTubes and you'd leave a review of I Cry in Corners? It helps. That encourages other people to watch and listen. And make sure you're sharing and tweetings and, I don't know, I don't know, adding the video on your Facebook. I don't know. Any way we can continue to get the word out, I appreciate it. It is just little old me over here in my living room doing all this Um but it's been an incredible labor of love this season. And so I just wanted to say thank you. I hope that you're enjoying it and um, because this has been an incredible experience for me so far. Okay, so we're eight episodes in. Okay, we're talking about being a visionary. We're in Daniel 8. Uh, Daniel has had yet another vision and um, it's super important to understand vision. But let me say this. 
I talk about vision and a lot because I, one, I'm obsessed with the blind people stories in the Bible um, because I feel like God teaches us what vision actually is. See, a lot of people think vision is seeing, like seeing. Vision is not seeing. Vision is following. Uh, if you want to have vision in the kingdom, uh, you have to follow. If you look at all the blind man stories, uh, the first thing they usually do is they uh, they follow. Like uh, in one of the stories, there's a guy who hears Jesus is walking by and he follows before he can even see. And there's another story of a guy that Jesus spits on and before he gets any kind of vision or God does anything, he takes him out. He leads him out and he has to follow Jesus. There's a level of following that is attached to vision. And so before I can even tell you what visionaries look like, feel like, and how you can thrive by being a visionary, I need you to understand what vision looks like in the kingdom. It looks like following. It doesn't look like seeing. See, a lot of people think they can't move forward in difficult seasons because they're in, it's like a dust storm and they can't see. But the truth is you have other senses. You can hear God's voice. You can sense his spirit. And um, we're going to find as we talk about um, vision, that vision tends to um, awaken a supernatural understanding of who uh, our God is. And if you don't allow that to awaken within you, you'll miss the following. So first things first. Vision is not seeing, vision is following. And that's not part of my notes. I just feel like you need to understand that because if you don't understand that gaining vision is what is gonna push you forward to follow Jesus, to follow God um, better, smarter, uh, with more peace, with more joy, then what'll happen is you'll be waiting around, waiting to see. And the truth is God's not here for you to see, he's here for you to follow. He wants you to follow him. Um, yeah, because a lot of the stuff that God uh, began to show Daniel and ate, it wasn't for him to understand. It was for him to unlock something within him. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I lead young people in my job at work. Um, my actual work, work life is I lead an art an art team and I um, executive produce some TV shows and but I have a very uh, like young team millennial team and they a lot of them need context and a lot of them ask for vision can we get vision we need vision because we can't move forward without vision and I always think of those stories of like God you can move forward without vision um, if you have the right heart to understand that really you just need to follow and so I'm gonna explain this okay so we find Daniel in chapter eight, and it literally starts with uh, literally starts with him saying, pretty much he's having another vision. Daniel, in the third year of Belshazzar's reign over Babylon, I, Daniel, saw another vision. The vision followed the first, and I had just a couple that I had just a couple years earlier. Okay, remember the weird one with the horns and stuff? Anyways, in this vision, I looked up and suddenly found myself in the fortress of Susa. And so he goes on to explain for the next five verses a bunch of weird stuff. There's horns, there's people, uh, he doesn't understand what it is, there's rams, there's victims, the ram is a bit of a butthole. And um, literally, it says, uh, as I was trying to figure out what I was seeing, suddenly there's a male goat. I mean, it's a weird. You should read it. It's literally most of Daniel 8. He has a super weird vision. But the thing that stuck out to me the most when I began to study Daniel 8 is it literally said the vision followed the first as I had just had a couple years earlier. You know, I said my first point last week was that dreams happen in exile. And so I want you to know that you're meant to be a visionary in exile. That's my first point today. You're meant to be a visionary in exile. 
You're meant to follow in the dust storms. You're meant to push forward what God is doing. Last week I said dreams are like uh, what you see for your future, but vision is how to actually get there. Uh, get there, get it, the following. And um, so I want you to understand that in the most difficult seasons of your life, there is so much vision. In the most difficult circumstances of your life and when you're the lowest of the low, there is still vision to be had because vision is not Seeing vision is following. So I want to encourage you. I don't know where you are at today. I don't know what you're searching for. I don't know what you're asking for from the Lord. Like, Lord, give me vision for my life. Lord, give me vision for this or give me vision for that. I think that when we ask for vision, we need to stop asking God to see instead of asking God to show us where to take our next steps. Says in the word that he ordains our steps. So let him ordain your steps. You're meant to be a visionary in exile. Daniel is having visions in exile. God is showing him the future. He's breaking down what the world is going to look like. And then I love this in five, it says, and I was, as I was trying to figure out what I was seeing, suddenly a bunch of other weird stuff happened. He has no understanding of what's happening. <laughs> it frustrated me when I first started reading Daniel because I was like, Lord, why the heck did you give him all these dreams he wasn't going to understand? Like he doesn't understand any of them. By the end of this chapter, he's still like, yo. So I had another weird vision and I still don't understand it. It's really frustrating. Again, because you're meant to be a visionary, but it's not truly meant for you to see. It's meant to awaken something within you. We're going to get to this. But I wrote this down that um, if you look at vision like it's not seeing, like it's following, it's, it's like a, a sense of knowing. Okay. So vision, uh, since you're meant to be a visionary, if you understand that vision is really a, a level of following, it's a level of understanding, uh, it's like a map. Yeah, it's like a map for our lives. You may not understand what the map actually looks like. You might not even know how to read the map, but it's still a map, which takes us to the next part. So we have Daniel. He's in eight. He's completely and utterly confused. You get to 10 and he says, then I, I got straight up and he saw the army of heaven and knocked some heavenly beings and stars to the ground. And he starts breaking down all the weird things that are happening. And there's a goat. I mean, it's, it's pretty weird. It's a heavenly being, another heavenly being. There's talking about all this stuff. He gets to 15 and he says, I, Daniel, was trying to understand the meaning of this vision I had seen twice. In five, he says it and he says it again in 15. I did not understand the meaning of the vision I had seen. Or it isn't in my notes. I just feel compelled to let you know that it's okay if you don't understand what God is doing. It's okay. It's okay. Most of the time, what God is doing, you'll never understand. And that's okay. I feel like I should just free somebody up out there that's just watching and waiting to understand. And God will give you understanding, but understanding uh, doesn't come from the temporal. Understanding comes from the heavenly realm. Remember when I said earlier that it's going to awaken something supernatural in you? If the first thing is that visionaries are meant to actually, you're meant to be a visionary in exile, uh, the other thing is that vision is supernatural. That following, that faith, that walking into a dust storm, even though you can't see or understand a thing, it's supernatural. It takes a supernatural understanding of the type of God you serve, the God you serve, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the big God that you serve, the cosmic epic God that you serve. It takes a supernatural understanding to truly have vision and be a visionary in difficult seasons. Okay, this is why. You have uh, 17. So uh, the one called Gabriel, 
so there's an angel, uh, moved closer to me as he did, and I became super scared, and I fell to the ground and my face on my face. Um, and then it says, Gabriel says, Son of man, allow me to help you understand this vision. All you have seen has to do with the time of the end. Okay? And as he was speaking, I slipped into a deep sleep, my face pressed to the ground, but Gabriel touched me and helped me stand to my feet where I was before. And Gabriel says, I've been sent here to help you understand the things that will take place later in the final time of wrath, for everything you have seen refers to the appointed time of the end. Why do these heavenly beings never really give any kind of real understanding? I love how they're like, we're here to help you understand, but we're really not going to tell you anything. I wonder if Daniel was just like, hmm. Yeah, no, that's not, I don't really understanding you, Gabriel. Thank you, though. Um, <laughs> literally, he says, son of man, allow me to help you understand. Then in 19, I've been here to help you understand. He says it again, again. If you go down a couple more verses, like he's there to help him understand. But the truth is, if you don't have a supernatural understanding of who God is, you won't understand. Because literally all he said was, I'm here to help you understand. And then he went on and he started to explain like, hey, this is the future. This is what's going to happen during the end times. And I love Daniel. I love his little face. He said, <laughs> so it goes on to 26 and he goes, when you've seen and heard these 23,000 evenings in the mornings are true, it will happen, but not for a long time. So seal it up in your heart and keep it a secret for now. And then Daniel says, I was completely exhausted. I was ill for several days, unable to get out of bed. But after a time, I grew stronger, got up, resumed my service to the king, but I... I never, I felt always very upset about the vision for though I tried, I could never truly understand. Guys, you're meant to be a visionary in exile. And it's okay if you don't understand what God is doing. But you can still follow God in the not understanding. I love this. It's such a weird chapter. But what I love so much about Daniel, he's like, dude, this was exhausting. Everything about this was difficult. But you know what? Like at the end of the day, he still followed, he still did his job. He still got up, served the king, still served God. I a hundred bucks. He was still praying three times a day towards Jerusalem. He was still consistent. He was still determined. He was still even if all those things that we've been talking about. But what I love so much is that like he was like, I, I guess God's gonna continue to give me vision. I'm not gonna understand it, but I'm still gonna follow. See, visionaries follow. Not only do visionaries know that they're supposed to have vision in difficult seasons, but they follow. Visionaries follow because they have a supernatural understanding that they don't need to understand. They just need to follow. I feel like the follow thing is kind of like an overall etching theme of today. I don't know if you've caught that so far, but visionaries follow. And visionaries understand the supernatural. I mean, I love that it was like, um, I wrote down it in my Bible when I was first studying this, that um, uh, vision doesn't come with understanding. And then I wrote, the heavenly realm brings understanding. Like he went through 17 verses, not understanding what the heck was going on. And he didn't gain any kind of simple understanding, any kind of anything until it was the angel that explained it. Guys, some of the things going on in our life, some of the things that God wants us to follow him into, it's not going to take like your 15 minute soap devo that you do in the morning. It's going to take getting on your face, pressed on the ground, uh, asking God to, um, like, you're going to need some epic supernatural encounters. Chaudi, that's a little weird. Is it? Because we serve a supernatural God. Like, are, are, do you serve a God that you're just like, I'm going to do a 15-minute Devo every day, and I'm just, it's really good for me, and I just, Jesus, he's just, he's just a good guy. He's a prophet. No, dude, 
We serve a cosmic, awesome God who is the God of all. He like was like, hey, let there be light. It's still going. Like he's the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. Like in this season, in this world, in this culture, in this Babylon that we're currently living in, like you have to have a supernatural understanding of the God in which you serve. Chadi, that sounds kind of weird. Bro, really? You guys watch like supernatural shows on TV all the time. You, you, we literally pray and believe that the Holy Spirit lives within us, that the power, we sing that the power that raised Christ from the grave lives in me, yet we don't seek God for vision in our life or seek, you know, God in the supernatural because it's weird. It's not weird. It's in the Bible. Guys, we got to read the Bible and take the whole context of the Bible and be like, you know what? It happened for Daniel. It could happen to me. I believe that God wants to give every single one of us a heavenly realm understanding of what he's doing. He wants to give us vision so that we'll follow and so that we can be able to uh, steward our platforms and steward our lives and steward kings and things. And he can't do it, though, because you're sitting around wondering why you don't can't see anything when God's like, that's not the vision I was meaning, meaning to give you. Vision isn't seeing. Vision is following. Oh, I hope you get that. I hope you get that because it's important. And as we read Daniel 8, we have to be able to look at him having this other vision and it's building up on the other dream that he had, right? God is building something within us. He gives us vision and he gives us dream because he's building something in us, with us, for us, to us, to the people around us. And we have to understand that we are meant to be visionaries in exile. We do that by following and we do that by understanding that having a supernatural perspective will allow us then to see in which and what we're following. Okay, you're not going to be able to see anything if you don't have a supernatural worldview, a supernatural understanding of a cosmic God, of how big he is. Chadi, that's really weird. It's really not. It's really not. I, I guess because I've seen miracle signs and wonders in my own life, it's not weird for me to believe for miracle signs and wonders in your life. For example, I had cancer when I was 26. I'm 39. 26 years old, I was told by a doctor, uh, you, have, you have cervical cancer. We can actually see the cancer. And we need you to come into the doctor's office and um, we are going to, that was a lot of information. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go that personal. Anyways, we can see it. Uh, you have cancer. You need to come in. We have a couple biopsies we're going to do. And um, I prayed. I prayed before I walked into that doctor's office, before they did the biopsies, before they started to tell me about all the chemos and things that I was going to do. And um, I said, God, you're the same God that healed me when I was a baby. You're going to heal me now. Lord, heal me now. I believe it. I'm going to go in there and they're not going to see a thing. I believed it. I believed it because I know the God I serve. Because it's the same God that I follow regardless if I don't see where I'm going. And so I walked into that office and they started the biopsy. And it was super awkward turtle because the doctor literally just like swung his head around. And he said, he said, Sharice, that's my real name, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. He said, Sharice, I'm not allowed to tell you this because I'm a doctor, but I'm also a Christian. I'm telling you right now, everything we saw last week is now gone. And he goes, I believe this is a miracle. And then he, he goes, I have to do the biopsy because it's my job, but just know that everything is gone. Dude, I was 26 years old. I can't tell you how many things like that have happened in my life, things I've prayed for and seen gone do. Like God is a supernatural God. 
He's a supernatural God that does miracles, signs, and wonders, and he wants to engage those things in your life. But you'll never be able to engage miracles, signs, and wonders, the supernatural awesomeness of God, if you don't get out of your head that you have to understand everything, that you have to see everything. No, you don't. You just have to follow. I love this part in 26. It says, what you've seen and heard, um, it's going to happen. It's just not going to happen right now. So seal up this vision and keep it a secret for now. Bro, you give him this epic vision. He's exhausted. It's overwhelming. And he doesn't even really understand it. But he says, keep it a secret for now. I wrote down vision. Not only is vision, vision, vision is meant to happen in exile. A vision is supernatural. Vision is following. But guys, vision is entrusted. God doesn't just give vision to everybody. He just doesn't give vision to everybody. He hopes everyone will follow. But not everybody follows. Vision is entrusted. It takes, it's exhausting, man. It literally, he says, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. It messed me up. Have you ever seen behind the curtain of something and you're like, ooh, I, would, I can never unsee that. I had a friend who was like, hey, I want you to come and be with me when I have my baby. And that's my homegirl. So I did. But I can never unsee that. Ever. Ever unsee that. There's a lot of things in my life I wish I couldn't see. Whether it's behind the curtain things or I don't know, man. But like knowledge is exhausting. It can make you or it can break you. Um, It's a perfect example of like. Dude, not everybody is meant to see behind curtains, but God entrusts certain people with vision, with a level of following that engages the supernatural, with a level of following that witnesses signs and wonders and future things to come. Vision is entrusted. And if you want to be entrusted to be a visionary when others are worried about seeing and God knows he can entrust you to follow regardless if you don't have sight, God, if you want to be that person, it's going to take a supernatural understanding of who you serve. It's going to take a level of faith. That you, I said at the beginning of the season that the season was going to take some maturity. I, I know I know that technically I started a creative podcast and it, technically it's like a leadership podcast. I don't know. I, it's evolving because I'm evolving. Like, I want you to be able to read your Bible and gain a revelation of who God is and who you are and be able to push forward your your season and your life and your families and your friends and the people that you love. And we cannot do that as a family, just sitting around doing a 15-minute Devo and listening to our Bethel music for 15 minutes a day. Like God's called us to more than that. People are dying, go to hell. We live in a culture that doesn't, that literally Jesus is a joke. Jesus has been um you know Jesus died the worst death imaginable guys the worst death imaginable like the Romans stopped crucifying people because it was the worst death imaginable yet Jesus did that he died the worst death imaginable so that we could have life and live life abundantly and he has become um a guy that did good things that some people that do good things, say they follow, when really 
If you look at Jesus and you look at the whole story of who he is as a creator, as a redeemer, as the one who's yet to come, there's so much more to him and we're missing it. And as I read Daniel 8, I go, God, make me a visionary. And even with the things I don't understand, Lord, give me an understanding of the supernatural, even though I may still not understand it. Put me on my face. Lord, all I want to do is know you more. And Lord, the people that are in my circle, you, you who are in my circle, you who are listening, you who are watching, watching. God has called us to be visionaries in difficult seasons and we can do it. And we can do it by following. Guys, at the end of the day, I just want you to have an understanding that you're called to be a visionary. And by visionary, it means you don't need to see everything that God's doing. You don't even need to understand what he's doing. You just need to follow. And in the following, you will encounter the most epic supernatural God, most faithful God who loves you, who died for you, who will one day come back and reign in all of his glory and we get to be a part of it. So just follow well. Love you, weirdos.